Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Before we get started, I just want to say on behalf of every single Met fan out there, this is the Rico Bronya Podcast. On behalf of all of the people that were at Chase Stadium on that October night, on behalf of every Met fan that's watched this man pitch, let me just tell Adam Wainwright, can you go f*** yourself? <laughs> wow. Wow, you weren't kidding. You, were, you came in hot. Subscribe and listen to the Rico Bronya Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Can't get enough of Boomer and Carton in the morning. Al Dukes and Jerry Recco are here with some sports news and updates they didn't have time to cover. Here we go! It's the Boomer and Carton Postgame Show with Al and Jerry. All right, here we go. It is, uh, as we record this, 1025, but when you're listening to it, who knows? Could be midnight, could be 11 p.m., could be 1 a.m., could be noon. We don't know. But Al and Jerry with you. Uh, Boomer and Carton have vacated the building and we're a little late to get going because I don't know where you were or what you were doing, but oh. uh, I'm glad you're here now. I was in the bathroom photographing something that I saw. I went to go use the urinal here at uh, WFAN. Why are we photographing a urinal? Well, I, got, I understood why you did it in Italy. That was yes, kind of neat. Something here? different. Well, well, here I found there was a, a pen in the urinal. A pen. A pen. Someone that lost a pen somewhere in the urination process and decided... That pen is going to stay there. Uh, well, I would think that's exactly what you'd do. What with would it. you have done if you I'd dropped the pen there. in the but it was sticking out. It wasn't like fully immersed. Would you I, I think if I it, would have grabbed a paper towels, pulled it out real quick and threw it in the garbage. If it wasn't by what do they call them? Little urinal cakes? Yeah. I have an issue, by the way, with what they call there them. There were no urinal cakes. How we in call there. it a cake and even mint. correlate that with food, I don't understand. But if it was like fully in, it's in. If it was sticking out, I think I'm with you. I probably get a paper towel and take the little tip of it and, and throw it out. Although, so I chose the set. There's two urinals in there, so I went into the. I used the other urinal. Okay. While I was in there, someone come in, came in and peed right on the pen. Well, used what else are you gonna urinal. do? I guess I don't know. I mean, let's go. I'm not gonna worry about it. You gotta go. You gotta go. If there's a pen, so what? Yeah, I tweeted it out. If you want to see not what a really. pen in a urinal looks like here at WFAN, so that's there. But. <laughs> You know, speaking of pens, yes. we can get back to your bathroom if you want in a second. Did you, I know you watch the Mets, right? Yes. Did you notice last night, my 11-year-old got the biggest kick out of this, and I did too. Terry Collins, you know, he's always got the scorecard in his hand. He was using one of those pens that's got four colors of ink. Oh, yes. <laughs> I thought that was, I, my son thought it was hysterical. I kind of found it amusing too. I noticed it a couple games ago. And I thought at first I was going to be like, oh, I remember those from grade school. Very resourceful. But right, I'm thinking, well, maybe he puts something in red, something in green, something in blue, and I something guess in so. black. Well, <laughs> like I mean, I know you things. do. 
as someone who has coached Little League now, and you've yeah, got you to have have player leaguer. substitutions, I totally understand having it's better than just crossing out and rewriting it, but it just looked funny. Do you do you think he specifically put in an office order for those pens knowing they have the four different ink? Nah. Or he saw that pen and thought, oh, this is great. I could just use one pen. I think he goes into the cabinet looking for pens. And he's, oh, look at these. Ooh. Well, I remember How these. How does this work? And he's probably very excited to have the multicolored pen working. Yeah, I thought that worked out great. I thought it was actually very cool. So anyway, but one other thing about Wrigley Field. Have you? Did you notice last night? And I, I've seen it before. I never realized the website address. I checked it out last night. And here's what I want to get your take on this. It's called WrigleyRooftops.com. So these buildings right outside of Wrigley Field have built stands above the building that overlook Wrigley, and you can buy seats to watch games, and it comes with food and drink and all that. How much do you think those tickets go for? I think those tickets are expensive, more expensive than the ballpark because it's a unique experience. Right, I totally agree. Give me Uh, a number. Just like, and I'm going to guess my number based on when I was when I was going to a Red Sox game a couple years ago, and I thought, "Ooh, I'd like to go sit out on the Green Monster." Sure. And then realized those are like very expensive seats. So I'm going to say, for a regular season game in Chicago, if I want to sit on somebody's roof with food and drink, that's going to cost me a hundred dollars. That's all you. That's it. Yeah. When you say really expensive, well, for a that's regular, not that's expensive. a regular season baseball game. Hundred dollars at City Field gets you in the uh, Pepsi porch for that's Christ's true. sake. Uh, I will. That having been said, I was really you surprised because I well, I looked it up last night. I went to the uh, website as I'm going to now to make sure I have this right. I've never been to Chicago, but if I went, I would like to do that. I agree. But now you're not in the stadium. That's right. the one thing to keep in mind. Yes, you're in. Someone's... How about the fact? So let's just pull it up. If you pick a game, I'm not saying a weekend game against the White right, Sox. Right, you're saying not, Tuesday night. Correct. Like Tuesday let's not be night. stupid. So let's say an upcoming game. Well, it's the White Sox. I don't want the White Sox. Anyway, I looked at it last night. Like, what's okay? a Met game cost for today? I want to go today's I Met game. I believe $75 a ticket. Nice. Which, to me, was stunning. And now, so now I'm pulling them up, and now these are coming up. All right, here. Sunday, July 31st against the Mariners. $65. Yeah, I would do that. That now, sounds cool. There are other ones that are a lot more expensive. Cardinals, one hundred and sixty-five dollars. Okay, that makes sense. But the Cardinals on a Sunday afternoon, sixty-five bucks. My point is, you can go there for a decent price and get a really unique view. That's kind of cool. So let me ask you this: Is it one company that sells seats for all of the buildings that they, put the rooftops? Yes. yes, there are. I believe there are three of them, and maybe the price depends on what seats available for what building. Maybe the center field ones are more money. I don't know, but you can do a Wrigley rooftop and watch a game in that atmosphere for $65 a ticket. I think that's awesome. And we've talked about this before. Like, I put the game on last night, Mets-Cubs, yeah. and the place was packed. Packed. And it makes it more exciting on television. I agree. I feel There's like, atmosphere. Right, I feel like, oh, something is going on here. Because even the Yankee game last night, if you watch it in the sixth inning, it, it seemed like it really filled up and it was good. And I know they have to make money. I'm not stupid. They're businessmen. It's a business. As much as we think it's sports, let's be honest, it's not. It's it's business. That's all it is. The fact that the seats are still wide open at Yankee games, and they're the expensive seats that are sold, but people are milling around in the restaurant or having a drink or they're just not there. It looks terrible on TV. It, it was, sounds quiet. It was like that. I, I put the game on Friday night or Saturday night, whatever it was, the Yankees-Red Sox. And it like, looks what empty. What is this? It looks terrible. I, t- I couldn't agree with you more. These new stadiums, I, you know, they're beautiful. I think City Field was done right. But some of these new stadiums, I mean, they're for the bird. I Give me the old Yankee Stadium back. Right. The place used to rock. I don't yeah, think I like it the does. Old it's places. too big. Absolutely, so. Jerry.
Anyway. Or earlier today, uh, Craig was, uh, well, I guess yesterday, and then it came up again today, Craig had ordered a sardine sandwiches oh, uh, during gosh. the show. And it got me remembering this, and I, and I saw it in the supermarket again the other day. Growing up, my parents, I did not partake in this dinner. I don't know what they would make me when they had this for dinner. Okay. Maybe I just got like buttered noodles or something. But they used to eat, they would make salmon sandwiches, the salmon from the can. You're kidding. No. And I saw that in the store the other day, and Craig eating sardine sandwiches reminded me of it. It's a different time, though. They would op- they would get like a can of salmon, and it was it kind of looked like dog food in the shape of the can. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like when you, and they would spread it out on rye bread. Now and that's make the that salmon sandwich. that comes in like a tuna can size, right? No, or are you it's a bigger one. <laughs> bigger one, like it comes in like a can, like uh, well, they were feeding two people, Jerry. So that was disgusting. It just reminded me that you never had uh, salmon in a can, did well, you? Well, again, I've told you this before. My father's allergic to fish. So we never really ate fish in my house, except for my mother would make shrimp and spaghetti or shrimp and linguine for me and her. No one else ate it in the house, but she liked it. So no, tuna fish we would have on occasion. And that's that you're that's expecting it. to have in a can. Yeah. And, I, you know, when we go to a deli, I would get tuna because we didn't make it all that much. Yeah. But salmon, I never had salmon until two years ago when I saw it, because you always ate it. But there was one time, I forget what Super Bowl trip we were on, where it looked really good. And I came home and tried it, and I wanted to throw up. I remember I asked you how oh, I right. cook it. Yeah, you did and not it was like awful. it. It didn't look right. It was orange. It was terrible. I'm having salmon again tonight for myself. Every night? Uh, a couple times a week. A couple times a week. Uh, twice a week, I have So you don't get bored? No. See, I, I'm a... I eat the same things over and over again. I tell myself every time I'm going to eat chicken three nights a week. And I get to the third night, I'm like, I can't do this again. <laughs> and then I won't eat it for a month because I'm like, ah. Oh, yeah. doesn't work for me. Hmm. But then I sit there and stare in the refrigerator and say, what am I going to eat? Right. Chicken. That's a problem. Jerry, let me update you on a couple of stories we've covered here on the podcast. Number one, Starbucks. You know, last week or, yeah, I believe it was last week. We did the story about uh, how uh, companies were cracking down on what you could watch using their free Wi-Fi. I do remember this, yes. In fact, McDonald's was the one who who put filters on so you could not watch pornography while you were in McDonald's on their Wi-Fi. Right. And at the time I did the story, Starbucks refused to filter Wi-Fi. Well, probably because of the power of this podcast, Jerry, or coincidence, <laughs> um, Starbucks is now filtering their Wi-Fi so you can no longer go downstairs here in the building, hop on the Starbucks Wi-Fi and cruise Pornhub. That is us getting stuff done. So that's an update. Then secondly, yesterday we talked about Yoni Massage. Oh, I went and checked this out for you. Which, uh, as we discussed yesterday, really is just a vaginal massage that women are getting legally and not considered prostitution. It's prostitution. So you... Uh, resourcefully, after the uh, taping this podcast, you went and Googled it well, or something? Well, because I did in the newsroom because it was a news story that you shared with us yesterday. Sure was. And so I put in Yoni Massage London. I wanted to see how much it was. I think you said it was right 330. around 30. Right. And so I was just curious at what it looked like. I promise you, I'm not scheduling a trip to London. I'm not planning on going to London. Right. And I don't have a vagina. So I wasn't planning So you're on, out on all fronts. I was just curious as to the story, I never heard of this before. And the first thing, did I just say I don't have a vagina? That's correct. <laughs> That's true. That's jackass. You do not. Um, so anyway, the first thing that comes up, Yoni Massage 
NYC. I'm like, well, that can't be. <laughs> oh, yes, it can. And let me tell you something. They also put the girls that give the Yoni massages with biographies. Right. Oh, my God. Good-looking I wish I had. I'm just kidding. So I guess... Gorgeous. I guess the key is to name your massage something that no one knows what it means so that you could get away with doing it. They had level one, level two, level three. They had sensual, sexual release massages. Wow. For couples. Wow. So remember, not that anyone can see us, but I talked about yesterday, if you had a couple's yoni massage, you could have the pet and the jerk going. Right. Well, that's a little graphic, but all right. Especially what I'm seeing you doing. Time out a second. After what I heard on the Rappaport podcast, if I can say, what is the weightlifting thing? The clean and the jerk? What the hell is that called? The what? The clean and jerk. Right. Whatever. One of those. If I want to say, what did I just say? I forget. I don't It's fine. So that is a real thing, and you could get that done in New York City. Apparently so. Yoni massage. I don't know if it's more graphic in London, but it's here. My guess is it's just as graphic here. I never understood that because New York is known for having the so-called rub and tug places where you get happy endings at these massage parlors. Same in New Jersey. Like I can drive down Route 22 and you can pick out which massage parlors look skeevy. Do you have a favorite one? I've never been in one of those things. But my question is, if I know from the street, how do the cops not know what that is? And how is that not being shut down on a daily basis? (laughs) Let me tell you something. That's a, like, a legitimate question. Don't I tell this like, story? how do that? How would those places stay in business? If I on a main road on Route Twenty Two, the cops in New not Jersey, shutting it down? Right? How's that not getting? Perhaps shut down? there are so many of them that they just feel like you know who are they hurting? I don't know. I I don't know. Spreading diseases probably because I think places. the same thing. I do know. I will not say who. <laughs> you know of someone who's been? Yes, you do. Yes, that works here. No, no longer. I'll just okay, say that. They, at one point, we've had a lot of employees. Yes. At, at one, one point, point, some employee that worked here went to one. smile on his face. <laughs> he had to enjoy himself. He came out. Uh, locally or on the road? Was this a road trip? Uh, this was a road trip. A road trip. I'll okay, just leave so. it at that. All right. And Fair enough. Interesting. Just leave it there. Hmm. They were uh, prevalent in uh, Tampa when I lived down there, too. They were uh, tons of places. Everywhere, They're everywhere, they? Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't understand how they're legal. And especially, I know they advertise themselves as just massage parlors. Right. Uh, whatever. I've never had a normal massage, let alone one of those massages. And I uh, don't think I ever will, but, you know. When I was working on Opie and Anthony's show, Jim Norton used to tell stories on the air about going to these uh, places. He said they would shower you down first, like they clean the men first. Really? Make sure you're clean. I mean, <laughs> how does someone not, honestly, how does someone not... Rat them out. I don't know. They, How do they not send someone in undercover? When I asked the, that question about the New Jersey ones, people always say to me, maybe the cops are in on it. I think that would be, not that I, honestly, I have no interest in going, but even if I did, how could you? What if you're the one where you go in? Right, exactly. And you get arrested. And you get buzzed. No, I also, thanks. I also think, too, like I'll drive by those places on Route 22, and there's just like someone's car in the front. You could clearly see yes. like if you knew that person's car. How about if car. you walked in? Al Hughes! (laughs) Joey, I now bring you a story of a missing kayaker in New York. That doesn't sound good. Has a happy ending. Oh, that's good. Well, like the other happy ending. Talking about that. We're talking about this is a little different. This was going on in Brooklyn, New York, Jerry, not far from here. A man from uh, Virginia Beach 
had to come up to go kayaking around. I guess if you kayak around New York City, that's a 38-mile kayak. Is it really? Yeah. I wouldn't have thought that. Me neither. Kayak seems like a lot of work. That's like where you're like... That seems like something you will be doing soon. No. You and your girlfriend. That's a, that, that seems like... She's going to get bored with the physical fitness stuff she's doing now. Next kayaking. thing, kayaking. Hey, Al, let's try kayaking. Okay. Uh, okay. And then two minutes into it, I'll be like, this sucks, kayaking. <laughs> well, five minutes in. <laughs> yeah, so police, uh, I guess in Brooklyn, there was a uh, kayak with no kayaker in it. Oh. And it uh, over near the Brooklyn Bridge, and it stirred up a lot of uh, you know police activity. A fire department was out there. People were looking for this missing kayaker. Right. So as the man was going back to his kayak, he had taken a break. He went to go grab a slice of pizza, and he lost his kayak. He didn't lose his kayak. He just kind of left it out on the water. What a dope! So people thought there was a kayaker in there that was no longer in there when it was in the bottom of like. Whatever body of water. Right. What so body of water does the Brooklyn Bridge go over? Yeah, he wasn't missing. He the was kayak not missing. literally just took off. Yes. That he went awesome. to get pizza because he was up from Virginia Beach and thought, I need to try New York pizza. Instead, everyone thought his kayak, he had, uh, you know, kind of went right. into the water, into the bottom. Is that the East River? That's a great question. I do not, I do not know. The Harlem River? It's a river. The Hudson there's not River. a there's not a Brooklyn River, right? Because I was no. going to say if the Brooklyn Bridge goes over it, I would say Brooklyn River. No, but one of the rivers. I almost turned on a wrong, wrong was, a one way street this morning in Brooklyn. In Brooklyn, what are you doing in Brooklyn? <laughs> I did. Is this that shortcut you take to avoid I tolls? No, it's, I never said it's a shortcut. It's a cheap oh, cut. It's not a, a shortcut cut. at all. But you're no, not well, you're not taking the same roads every day. I do, except when there's construction, oh, you I, I drive around. around it, no problem. I see. And I literally just you ever. Have you ever been just zoned out when you're driving yes. and you you might actually miss your exit that you've turned on to a right. hundred million times and you realize, where the hell am I? So I was I was driving through Brooklyn just to avoid the construction. No big deal. I do this a million times, and all of a sudden I turn left. And I'm like, why am I turning left, and why do I see headlights coming at me? Yes. And then it was, thank God it's 3 a.m. I was able to swing it back around. <laughs> yeah, that's not good. The other thing is, like, when you get... You could be three quarters of the way home oh. and realize, like, oh, like how, how did, did I get, get here? here? Yeah. Uh, I, you don't have to tell me. Yeah. It is just, yeah, I keep, we've talked about this. I keep sunflower seeds in the car. And I ran out yesterday about, mm, I would say, at exit 12 on the turnpike. And that last 13 miles going home was horrendous. Because the sunflower seeds keep you awake because they, they keep you active. Yeah, they do. I know you say mince or gum, mince. but for me, it's sunflower seeds. And so I'm like, all right, I got. who do I owe a phone call to? I'm like, and I called a couple people. No one's answering. I'm like, son of a, someone pick up the phone. And the next thing you know, I'm like, oh, my God, this is, my head's out the window. <laughs> it's just awful. So if I get a phone call from you and you're in the car, it just means you don't want to fall asleep. It means it's a call for help. Yeah. Quite frankly. You don't really need to talk to the person. Well, yeah. Right, probably. I mean, really, do we need to talk to anybody really? No. Right. So, I mean, so I have you... a friend of mine who is one of these guys. The other day, I passed him in the street, like, driving. Two minutes later, my phone's ringing. Hey, was that you on Middle Road? I'm like, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, I just passed you. Great. Okay. Now what do we do? He's like, how's it going? I'm off. Hey, we... Now you're in the how's it going conversation. It's going fine. Anything else? I mean, yeah. just Stop. I can't take it. Yeah, the other weird thing is, is like when you go, like there was somebody, like I was going to Italy. There was a f- 
someone related to my family who was also going to be in Italy, Italy at the same time. Oh, here we go. You want to get together? And they said, oh, you should get together. I said, I don't get together with him in New Jersey. <laughs> Why would I go to a foreign country where I'm already feeling awkward and get together with him? Well, so Zach is our production guy. Yeah. And so he was, I don't go to Disney or anything, but we were in Florida. We spent some time in Tampa, spent some time in Orlando last week. And he's like, oh, you're going on vacation. I'll be at Disney. You want to get together for dinner? No. no. I don't. Right. And he gets insulted. Right. I said, Zach, when was the last time we got together here? Right. So why am I going to go on vacation? No disrespect. We're not having the same vacation. Right. I'm good. And he got mad at me, and so be it. Yeah, that's always very strange. But I'm with you. Sometimes when I'm exhausted driving, I will make a phone call as well. Right. It's, you do what you have to do. To but I call my sister because she only calls me when she's in the car also. Perfect. So you're good then. Yeah, exactly. And here's a good story for you to end this with, Jerry. This is, comes to you from Millersville, Pennsylvania. Oh, I like Millersville. Millersville, Pennsylvania. Where is that? Is it by Pittsburgh or by Well, Philly? that I don't know. Pennsylvania is oh, so big, so large. Scranton. I'm going to say this is not in the city area based okay. on this story. Okay. Uh, a Lancaster man. I don't know where that is, but that well, seems so like a Lancaster, large part Pennsylvania. of Pennsylvania. Yeah, Lancaster man was arrested a few weeks ago for... Uh, well, he's 64 years old. His name is Larry. And back on June 26th, he was found drunk and naked. That happens to a lot of people. 64 years old, drunk and naked. Sadly, it happens to a lot of people. Inside a hog barn. <laughs> okay, that doesn't happen to a lot of people. In Millersville. Wow. <laughs> the police approached uh, Larry, and he simply said, quote, I like pigs. <laughs> Where's your wife? Dum dum. <laughs> Speaking of pigs, how's your wife, uh, Larry? <laughs> uh, Larry admitted to police that he had been drinking a six-pack of what he called Ham's beer. Oh, come on. That's what he says. By the Miller Brewing Company. I don't think Miller makes Ham's beer. I have no idea if they mm -hmm. do or they don't. He was released on... This is what I don't understand. He was released on $25,000 bail. How's he has twenty five thousand dollars? I have no, especially in Millersville, where the population is seven thousand. Yeah, Hen, uh, this Larry fella was previously banned from this barn back in twenty eleven. I guess <laughs> is he did the same thing. Come on, yeah, he likes pigs. Yes, apparently so. Then if you're one of these people who loves to uh, look at internet videos, Deadspin has a great scary video up of a, uh, I don't know what country this is in. It's not America, so don't fear that if you live here. Don't fear the reaper. Don't fear this. Uh, a people at the beach and a wild boar comes out of the sea. I saw this on <laughs> starts, Deadspin. Yeah, on Deadspin. It starts chasing people down. Crazy, huh? Yeah. Imagine Jerry you're at Asbury no. Park uh, Beach and a boar comes out of the water. No, it's almost as crazy as being at Disney and a gator comes out of a man-made lake and inside eats, of a resort. And eats your child. All this stuff is just, it's ludicrous. It really is. It's weird, wild stuff. It's the wild and the wacky. So in Millersville right yeah, now, Millersville. you can get a four-bedroom compound. Nice. Basically. Six acres, 5,200 square feet of house. Four bedrooms, four and a half bathrooms for $900,000 and a tennis court. Nice. This is where Craig lives. <laughs> <laughs> What's the commute to New York? I don't know. Uh, I don't know where Millersville is. Me neither. I, it's Lancaster County. I don't know. 
Pennsylvania is one of those states, like when you're trying to go across the country from New Jersey. Yes. You are in Pennsylvania for about three days, just driving straight. Through. Yes, correct. Like I went out to when I went to uh, Pittsburgh, I couldn't believe how long it took to get to uh, a Penguins game. Yeah, just to get well, just the the, the length of uh, Pennsylvania. How it's come? 170 miles. From New York City. I would think back in the day when they were dividing up states, why weren't they all of equal size? You have, some states are really tiny. Some states are gigantic. Right, who decide, like, who decided that? Did they draw that? a line in the sand? Yeah, who did that? I don't know. I'm still trying to figure out how they made roads back in the, the 1800s. Or these bridges and tunnels. Or how about the genius that came up with a map? A map? Like, how did we do that? I don't know. Like, satellite images in 1655? I don't think so. I still don't know how GPS works. Satellites. I know, but how do, how do it know? Uh, listen, how is it possible question. that I can pick up this phone right now and call someone in China that and actually talk to them live? There's no wire sticking out of this that phone. That I don't understand. At least with the wires, you kind of understood it. Right. Without wires, I mean, you got to be kidding me. Yeah, that I don't understand. whole thing's stupid. Or I can put down some little numbers, hit a button, and then someone gets it in literally two seconds. Right. I don't understand. Hmm. Things we don't understand on the next podcast Ooh. with Alan Jerry at 5.45 tomorrow morning, <laughs> live on the fan. No, we're going to show. We're going to talk sports tomorrow. We really don't, though. Kind of. But we we pick the fun sports stories. Yeah. In the morning. I suppose. Like so today we did come the, in and, uh, and join us. Today we did the potato chip story. Yes, that's right. With Jason Hamill. something else I've already forgotten, but that'll be coming up next and right you, after this. And then you ended the show with potato chips. Right. Pretty good. All right. I got to go. Okay. Me too, Jerry. See ya. You done? It's the Boomer and Carton warm-up show with Alan Jerry. It's just like Boomer and Carton without Boomer or Carton. Good luck with that. All right. Thanks, Zach. Quarter to six. Boomer and Carton coming up in 16 minutes. Jerry now with you uh, for a short time. Uh, Yankees last night beat the Orioles. Look at that. And the Mets wind up losing in Chicago. And I know you saw a story about Jason Hamill that you found interesting. He did not pitch last night, but uh, about potato chips and his diet. Yeah, he's the Cubs pitcher who was, I guess he during his game, he was cramping up his hand. Correct. His hand cramps. Now, I don't know if you ever woke up in the middle of the night with, like, a foot cramp. I used to get that every once in a while. Yeah, like pins and needles. And no, all not li- pins and needles. Like, where you're, like, uh, my sometimes my calf locks up in the middle of the night. Never had that happen. Or in the bottom of my foot. So you need potassium. Yeah, you need potassium. And normally the doctor will tell you to eat a banana because they're loaded with potassium. But I'm sure too much sugar for you. Um, no, I'll eat a banana. I feel like that's natural sugar, Jerry, and I can handle that. But the Cubs doctor told that pitcher to eat potato chips in between innings, which he did in his last start. And I know Gary Cohen was talking about it a lot the, the last two nights, trying to get a Ron Darlings and Keith Hernandez's take. And Darling had a good point. He's a pitcher. If you're slamming... Know. <laughs> if, no, no, I'm saying... <laughs> I'm saying the guy slamming the chips is a pitcher... And then he's got to go up on the mound with greasy fingers. Could be a problem, Jerry. So you think it's illegal? I don't think it's illegal because you're allowed to. Eat. I'm just saying perhaps you then don't have the best control because you have potato chip fingers. By the way, not the first time we've seen guys eat stuff, though, in the in the uh, dugout during games. We've seen guys eat ice cream out of the, out of the right. helmets during games, which is kind of goofy to see. I remember when I was a kid, I got a Sports Illustrated, and I think it was during a baseball spring training, and Dave Parker was smoking a cig. Oh, yeah. In the dugout. Sure. It's a long time ago now. And didn't Mark Sanchez eat a hot a dog? hot dog on the sideline side in Oakland. Line? Yeah. That's exactly right. So, so, again, nothing new. Nothing it's just new. a different reason. Just eating potato chips. I would go with barbecue chips. Like, that's my go-to chip when I'm getting a sandwich. 
Not a, a sandwich or pretzels. No, I like a nice right. barbecue chip. The uh, I know you watched the game last I night. I did. The right fielder for the Cubs, his name is Caesar. Mm-hmm. Now, I had not heard his name pronounced until, honestly, last night. Or I only saw it spelt, and I was confused when they were mentioning his name, who they were talking about. Do you have any idea how to spell this kid's name? So it doesn't look like Caesar no, on his not. jersey. No, it does not. Does it begin with an S? It does. S C. I'm sorry. S Z C Z U R. Yeah. Somehow that's Caesar. That's like every time we have Wally Zerbiak on, and I have to put his name on like the the, the guest list of what we do. It takes you forever to. Write I gotta that. Google it and oh, try Mike to Krzyzewski. figure it out. That I don't understand. Right, starts with a K, and it sounds like an S H. Yeah, I think yeah, it's. So I keep simple. Everyone should have a simple name. Recco. Dukes. Dukes. Scozeri. 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 Uh, you saw a story about Major League Baseball discussing the idea of going to 154 games. I don't think that will ever happen for money purposes, but it should. Well, what's the point? So, how many well, games would that is, be? You don't end. You don't end the World Series. Yeah, but think about it. You don't end the World Series now. In the latter part of October, you save a little little time on the back end. When it's really think about these games we've seen in the World Series, how cold it is. It's not ba- they, baseball is played. It should be played in the spring and in the summer, a little yes. bit in the fall. When you start pushing the winter and it's thirty degrees, it's kind of like you remember Eddie. You'd remember this. Remember the the Yankees opened up. Ah, it's got to be fifteen or twenty years ago now. They played a game in early April. In, I think it was the White Sox. I think maybe it was the A's, and it was a snowstorm. You remember that? That was the opener in '97. And Andy Pettit pitched that game. Mm-hmm. And it was like it's not baseball. Baseball should start a month later and end a month earlier. You got to chop off way more than eight games. Well, you're not chopping off thirty games. There's no definitely way. definitely thirty games. Not going to happen. No well, one would even notice. I don't think it will ever happen. And you'll probably expand the playoffs at some point. Let alone lose games. It's but just never going to happen. It should end when football season starts. So what is that? Labor Day weekend. Just pretty be much, done. yeah. Because no be one done with really, everything? yeah, baseball. Yeah, it's a pipe dream. Because no one really cares unless your team's in uh, gunning for a World Series. Well, no one's caring about that's, baseball. That's the regionalism of the sport. You happen to be right. That's why the ratings are not good, except in the cities where the World Series are played, or the teams that are involved. And I was reading that the only reason why that these uh, that the players were able to get through all these games was all those amphetamines they were eating. Oh, I'm so glad you said that, Al. You think that's cheating? Yeah. This this is something that I have fought with people for years, and you do it on Twitter, and literally you just scroll down the uh, the mention sheet. People are really into it. I have never understood for the life of me why the people that were using steroids are labeled as the 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 scum of Major League Baseball, literally, and their names are mud. When for decades all we did was pop pills because the guys didn't have enough energy to play. How is that not cheating? I, I heard you the, explain that to me. Yeah, I heard the uh, the director of the uh, Thirty for Thirty with Doc and Daryl. He was being interviewed, and they were talking about like back then, if you weren't eating amphetamines, the uh, your teammates thought you didn't care about the team. Well, so that's have, so that's the only reason all these guys are playing 162 62 games or whatever it was, only missing a handful of games in a season. Well, yeah, because they had help. Why? Now, what does but, that do? If I eat an amphetamine, you're going to be do? energized. You're going to have more energy than you would otherwise. Now, you could sit there and say, well, I should drink, you know, four cups of espresso. I suppose so, but amphetamines were a banned substance after 1960. So anybody that took it from 1960 until they finally eliminated it was cheating. And no one ever discusses it. I love all the guys that, you know, sit on the the holy mountain. 
that played in the era where they're popping pills left and right just so they could get through a game. That was okay, but Barry Bonds, you're a disgrace. So, yeah, but let's just cut the season. 162 games is too long, and right. cutting eight games is meaningless. And I know you said they said they were going to lose money. There's no one in the stands anyway. Losing what money? Oh, Television they're losing revenue. TV money. That's it, where they get it from. Five, 5%. That's where they get it from. Yeah, but where is that money coming from? Like, when you look at the TV, I'm still, all of that TV money is coming from my cable subscription. And, and Fox. Correct. Fox pays a lot of money for those games. ESPN. So yep. we don't, we're not chopping off any of the, the um, well, you Saturday would, they games. Have, well, you have less games to play. Sure you do. You got less games to show. And then that means the players are playing less. If you're an owner, why am I going to pay Giancarlo Stanton $28 million a year if he's only playing if he's only playing 75% of a season now? Now I want 25% back. Okay. Players will not. Well, it's 95%, no really, but still, I get well, your no, no, point. No, 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 he wants, I no, no. Chop, he wants I don't to chop want to 30 games off. Well, yeah, yeah. okay. He, Eight games is meaningless. He can want to fly also, but it's yeah, not going to happen. That's like going up. Uh, the NFL is going to cut their season back by one quarter of a game. Like the, eight games out of 162 games is meaningless. But it does save a week at the end. I don't think it is. I think it's actually relevant. I think it's. I think it should be, you know, 154 games, and that's it. Won't happen. It should though. Baseball should play twice a week. Okay. So however many games that Let's would take be. Let's take a break. Uh, as oh. Al wants to make oh, baseball right, football, and yes, when we come back, awesome. we'll uh, lead you up to Boomer and Carton on the fan. It's the Boomer and Carton warm-up show with Alan Jerry. It's the shortest show on WFAN. All right, you got a four-hour show. Boomer and Carton coming up in three minutes. Uh, quickly, Al, the Yankees beat the Orioles last night 2-1. Home run 696 for Alex Rodriguez. Cubs over the Mets 5-1. Anthony Rizzo hit a big three-run homer in that game. Mets also lose... Um, some ground in the standings as the Marlins had a nice come from behind win, beat the Phillies. So the Mets are actually right now on the outside looking in in terms of the second wild card. Well, of course, he's laughing. Anyhow, uh, a couple of things here before we wrap up. Brandon Marshall, Johnny Miller, take them in whatever sequence you want. I like the Johnny Miller thing, Jerry. So Johnny Miller, and I watched this. I saw this over the weekend. While they were announcing the British Open, Rory McIlroy, he was up and down, had a nice weekend, finished four or five under par, something like that. But he was wearing very tight, form-fitting shirts, and that prompted Miller to go into why McIlroy has struggled the last year or so. He's too strong, basically. He's too, too much time in the gym. Yeah, that's like what Tim Tebow looked like when he was quarterbacking. Like when Boomer was a quarterback, he wasn't muscular. He was know. he was built like a Joe that, Montana that sounds type. Like quite the Solid insult. Point. No, actually. not an insult at all. You're Time saying Boomer was soft. I, was, I was very physical. I was muscular. I never got hurt. So shut your pie all over there. You don't know what you're talking. Were about. Were you more or less muscular than Joe Montana? Would you say more? More muscular. Yes. You didn't have the breasts as tight as McElroy, though. No, no. I, I don't look like I, I was taking some sort of supplement. No, I did not do that. Right. Right. These guys look like they take I think these supplements. Was... And I heard what Johnny Miller said. And I think in I think some he's respects, right. he's right. Kind of like Tiger. But when you take a look at like Phil Mickelson, he's not you know like a, a bulked up guy. He's just a big, thick guy. I consider myself like a big, like thick, a thick guy. Like a thick guy. Thick guy. Hmm. So what Al said wasn't really insulting. No, I'm saying he's, he wasn't like ripped mus- muscular. No, I wasn't trying to be right. ripped muscular unless I was doing an underwear commercial. But you would have a hard time throwing a deep ball if you were thick and muscular. If you were like Tim Tebow, yes. Right, Tim I Tebow. Mean, yeah, he was like a bodybuilder. You know, remember he t- took his shirt off running in the rain. Oh, so hot. <laughs> uh, speaking of football, Brandon Marshall was on the I Am Rappaport podcast on Play.it yesterday. I Am so- Rappaport. Is that's that, a, I mean, Ian Rappaport. Uh, yeah. Huh? I thought it was Ian Rappaport. No, no. The uh, actor Michael, Michael Rappaport. Rappaport. That's Michael my Rappaport. Man. That's Correct. My dog. Yes. And it actually did. Him a, on today. I went and listened to it. I pulled some clips, which we will hear. I'm a little concerned, though. Salty Why? language on that show. Very, well, that's fine. Very salty language, but whatever. That's it's a podcast. Who cares? 
But Brandon Marshall is really upset the fact that the FaceTiming has stopped, the text messaging has oh, stopped. Oh, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yes. Yeah. And if you're Geno Smith, you can't be thrilled hearing this, no? I think That's you, Craig's I guy. Think you are thrilled hearing this. Yeah, if I was Geno Smith, I'd start FaceTiming no, Brandon not, Marshall. Not, you're right. not happy to hear what Brandon Marshall right. is saying. That's what you're not happy about hearing. You're not happy that one of your teammates who you may have to play with is actually – you know, worried about one of Where's his my guy? He's not going to be there. Oh, yeah, sexed exactly. me again. No, 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 no. He's not sexed. I think yeah. the other way. I think it's great if you're Geno Smith. It means that there's a divide now between those two. And maybe Fitzpatrick's nah, acknowledged no that he's out. That too. Yeah, he goes, look, if he ain't out of the country on vacation, we got problems. Don't return my text messages. Who are you? Geno Smith should start sending emojis to Brandon Marshall. Yeah, ugly ones. Wake up weekday mornings with Boomerang Carton from 6 to 10 a.m. Spend your middays from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. with Joe Beningo and Evan Roberts. Wrap up your workday and drive home with Mike Francesa from 1 p.m. to 6.30. And tune in at night for Yankees baseball and the schmoozer, Steve Summers. All here on your flagship station for New York sports. The Fan, Sports Radio 66 and 1019 FM, WFAN and WFAN-FM, New York.